Folks, 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 it's Christopher Lawrence here. We are coming near the end of season three, which was Kyle's mini series with these leaders, this special project that we've been working on. And I really hope that you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I have kicked Kyle out of the room just for a minute. He's got one more interview for you today. And uh, we're going to get to that in a second. But I did want to let you know, uh, Kyle's not here. I am taking this podcast back for season oh, wait, four. Wait, wait, oh. wait, wait. Oh, I didn't guys, think you were here. Guys, I didn't think guys. you were here. You know, we couldn't have that. We couldn't have him hijack me like that. Remember, <laughs> I'm the one that's still working while he was doing, I don't know what he was doing, but I'm back. And uh, we have something so exciting to tell you about season four. And we're not going to tell them until next week. We're going to tell you next week, folks, you have got your regular episode for season three coming up right now. And Kyle, I will just leave them with these words. Kyle, you specifically wouldn't know about good things because you are not a woman of integrity, intelligence, or energy. Thank you very much, folks. Enjoy this episode. And it's about helping uh, the people that I work with to be really the, the absolute best that they can be. And I think when you, when I've figured that out, that's when, um, you know, that, that's, that's when as a team, we started to experience more success because when everyone else was doing awesome, then that, that just pushes the, the other leaders up, not out. Are you experiencing lack of mentorship and might not want to ask because you don't want to look incompetent? Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans Season 3. Each week, we interview senior leaders to uncover the inner workings of being a strategic leader and how they curate a corporate coaching culture. We debunk some common misconceptions by exploring their failures and successes as imperfect humans. This weekly mentorship will help you with tactics to play the game, navigate the politics, and think strategically. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here's your host, award-winning coach, Kyle Kalu. Well, hello. Welcome to another exciting week, everyone. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Now, we've got a treat for you. We've got a treat for you. So before um, we get him started, let me just do a quick little intro just to tell you how after reading this guy's bio, I thought to myself, I really had options. I really could have done something uh, <laughs> with my life by the time I hit my age. Uh, but anyway, let's let's get right into it. So Iggy, Domo Iggy Domogulski um, was most recently the CEO of the Tundra Process Solutions um, team here in Western Canadian. It's a Western Canadian distributor of a diverse industrial process equipment um, company side of it. Now, earlier this year, though, Tundra was purchased by Wayjax, a Canadian publicly traded company, and Iggy will become the CEO of Wayjax in January of 2022. Um, like 2021 is already gone. This is crazy to me. Uh, prior to Tundra, Iggy started his career in finance at Investors Group and Richardson GMP in Winnipeg and later became the president of Western Industrial, an air compressor manufacturer in Vancouver. Iggy is an avid um, community fundraiser and has served on the boards of the Learning Disability Association, the International Society of Automation, and the Kids Cancer Care Foundation, um, which I recently saw an event that they just did um, a couple months ago. 
Iggy holds a Bachelor of Commerce degree from the Asper School of Business, where there is an award in his name that was created by his fellow students and has been given away annually since 2004. How come no one's ever got an award with my name on it? Anyway, he has been named one of Canada's top 40 under 40 and one of Canada's 50 most inspirational entrepreneurs. Folks, we've got Iggy. Like, this guy probably has no failures, right? But we'll find out. We'll find out. Iggy, welcome to the show. Did I miss anything there? That was a very kind introduction. Thank you, Kyle. That, uh, that summarizes about all of it, except all my failures, which I'm excited to talk about today. <laughs> perfect, perfect. We're going to get into that in a bit, but mate, you've done some things. What was that like? Because we know the road to all of that stuff came with a few things. You know, it's been a, it's been a pretty fun run. I've, uh, I've always really enjoyed what I've done for a living, which I think is kind of winning half the battle right there. Um, yeah. just actually enjoying your work and really being passionate about the industries that you're in or the type of work that you're doing makes coming to work a lot easier. And it almost doesn't even seem like work. My, my wife would tell me that, or would tell anyone that work is really my hobby. I just I like doing it. I like the people that I work with. And, uh, and so that, that, that makes it easy, but it has been a, a really, really fun run. I've worked with some awesome people. We've got lucky a couple of times along the way got unlucky a couple times along the way and uh, excited for the journey head forward with Wayjax as well. That'll be a cool new chapter and a yeah. uh, really exciting time, I think. No kidding. So I'm actually curious when, if you had to go back, when you thought of leadership, like what were you thinking? Like what, what did you think leadership was? Well, I mean, when, when I was young, it was probably pretty similar to what a lot of other people think it is, right? It's, well, it's managing people and I get to be the boss and those kind of things, which uh, obviously I found out is, is, you know, that's a not it. But uh, but those are those are the kind of grave misconceptions that I had as a young man. <laughs> it's so interesting because we hear that, you know, and, and the reason why we wanted to really do this series is because, you know, I, I work with a lot of senior leaders and I think when we you get to that point, people don't realize what it takes to get to that. I mean, they see, they think you could show up to work at 11 o'clock and you're done by two o'clock, but they have no idea there is no clock, right? Like mm -hmm. it's just a constant thing. And so a lot of people often say, we just want to understand like what does a leader think and you know what are some of those things that happen and so that's kind of really why we wanted to do this and so i, I like and appreciate you say listen for what i thought it was to what it is you know although regardless if we kicked and screamed we enjoyed it right that something paid off for us um but sometimes it's 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 different so if you could summarize maybe some key either you know failures or takeaways from you in your journey of leadership, like what has been the things that you would think that really stood out for you as you got to this level, which we know it still goes, right? Yeah. But got to this level. Well, I, I think, you know, when you think about your old self, mm. you know, and, and I think about, oh, what was I like 10 years ago? I think, oh, yeah. man, that guy was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sure when I think about myself today, 10 years from now, you know, hopefully I won't think I'm that big of an idiot, but I'm sure. <laughs> I will, you know, have definitely evolved the way that, that, I, that I think and deal with people and, and, and the way that I lead. But some, some of the things that I've, it's been a long journey, and, but some of the things that I've learned is that 
you know, it's it's really not about me, right? It's not about the leader. It's about the team. And it's not about getting what I want. It's about helping them get what they want. And it's about helping uh, the people that I work with to be really the, the absolute best that they can be. And I think when you, when I've figured that out, that's when, um, you know, that, that's, that's when as a team, we started to experience more success because when everyone else was doing awesome, then that, that just pushes the, the other leaders up, not out. Mm-hmm. And so, so that was, that was really important for me, just that it wasn't about me. It's about them helping them become, uh, just, just the most awesome leader, uh, and, the, and the most awesome human that they can be. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to do that and make, make the workplace uh, a place such that they can be really happy and engaged and show up and give it their all, then, then that's when, that's when really the good things happened. Um, yeah. that, that was one, that was one big thing that I, that I learned over the years. And, uh, another thing that I, that I learned uh, was that it really doesn't always have to be my way, right? Like, and, and that what? there is, and that there is, <laughs> there's so many ways to arrive at a successful future that they don't all have to be the, you know, the, the, the path that I choose to get there. And maybe my path, that maybe the way that I want to do it is a correct way, but it's not the correct way. And so I, I found that when, you know, as long as people are generally aligned with where we're going, kind of like 80% aligned to the vision right. and the and the end game of where we're going, yeah. how they get there, you know, as long as it's ethically and, and in a kind, humane way, uh, that it that it really didn't matter to me ultimately. Like it, and when when the people that I work with chose how to get there as opposed to doing exactly what I told them to, mm-hmm. there was just a lot more buy-in and uh, a lot more a lot more passion for doing it because it was their way instead of my way. And so learning those couple things, that was, uh, that was, th- those were really great lessons along the way that really helped just make things easier actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I really like what you said, you know, a couple things about, you know, leading up, um, which, you know, if you do it right, I think there's an opportunity that leadership uh, gets let up versus out, right? Because I think sometimes there's that scarcity mentality, right, around, you know, if I get them to lead themselves and create awesome, engaging, productive people, then maybe you won't need me as the leader without realizing you're the one who curated that. You're the one who made sure that was possible. So I think those are great ways. Um, and the second piece around, you know, making sure you recognize that, you know, if they get by and, and, and able to kind of create another solution for themselves, you know, it doesn't always have to be with us, you know, that we have to be on that. And, um, uh, you know, I like when you mentioned the piece around, be, make it ethical. I, what I used to say to my team is, keep me out of jail. Like, I don't want to go to jail. Like, you know, <laughs> that's just not my thing. So, like, let's make sure these things, because that's what happens, right? When the buck stops where it stops is you're ultimately, you know, accountable. It, looking back, you know, what would you say is a, it may not be your number one failure, right? Because uh, as you know, the path to get there is, is filled with a lot of different things, successes as well. It's not all failing. Um, but if you had to identify one key failure that you thought, oh my God, like I really could have done without this lesson maybe in my leadership, what would that be, would you say? 
Oh, Kyle, there are so many. <laughs> <laughs> there are, there are it's just a road paved with, with hard lessons, but I guess everyone's road is paved with hard lessons, but you know, a, a couple that stick out kind of like a, a behavioral failure that I think I had mm-hmm. uh, earlier on. I, I, I really try not to do it is, is the whole my way or the highway uh, attitude. Mm-hmm. And what I, one, you just don't get the best ideas and my way often is not the right way or a less efficient way. So actually getting the super smart people around you to, to speak up, to do it their way is often actually a better way. But the more important and the more crushing part of that was that, um, you really, if you shut it down hard once, like you kind of slap somebody down and say, no, 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 we're doing it my way. Like they're, not only have you killed the opportunity that time to get their great idea, you've kind of killed it forever. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're not coming back. Like they're not, unless there's a very, very compelling reason for them to come back with a great idea. They're just, they're going to kind of defer back and say, no, no, you got this. I, I don't, I'm not getting slapped down like that again. Yeah. And uh, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. So I'm just going to do whatever you tell me to do. And and then you have to kind of like crack that back open and go in and rebuild that trust so that those ideas start flowing again. And that's a long process too. So um, not doing that in the first place would have been better. Uh, rebuilding the trust is the second best and yeah. just, and, le- and letting it sit, which, you know, at, at some points in my career, I probably did. Uh, that's that I found was really destructive. Just, just permanently shutting down creativity from one of my teammates because of, quick comment that I made. And mm-hmm. I think that's one of the, one of the lessons that I've learned. It's like, you know, we're all just, we're all just people doing things and, and trying to make a living and, and working our way through life here. But there is weight that's attached to the words of, of senior leaders and companies and people just listen to them very carefully. And if you say the wrong thing and you inadvertently shut someone down or, or, or on purpose, they're, they're not going to come back to being that creative, awesome person. You may have damaged something there, sometimes even without knowing it. You know, and that's, I think, is the craziest part, right, is when you don't even know it. You just, until later on, you see the innovation is down, creativity is down. You know, no one's putting their hand up by saying, hey, here's what I want to do. You know, I, sometimes I'll say this to my clients who, I mean, and I think you could clarify this for me, because you are actually a parent, unlike me, who pretend to be one. You know what I mean? Um, and what I've learned, you know, is that, you know, when they do it their way, and if they made the rice that looks green, they'll eat it, because they did it, <laughs> right? Whereas you put all this work and no, 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 you're not supposed to do that. No, 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 you're not supposed to do that. And then you're like, but look at this beautiful plate. And they're like, no, I don't want it. And you're like, really? You're going (laughs) to eat your green rice? But there's something about that buying when they create it, right? Am I off on that? Is is that how parenting works? Like, you tell me. No, you're you're nailing it. I I have uh, twin daughters who are 11, so they're at a very special age right now. And they're, you know, they're they're pushing boundaries. And... (laughs) Uh, we haven't seen green rice specifically, but there has been there has been many variations of that exact thing in our household, and yeah, for sure, uh, it's a it's a thing. Yeah, no, I know. I really appreciate it because I think, you know, when you take a look at leading and when you want to get into that leadership, there's times to be able to be humble, to recognize your way is not, your way is a perspective. And although you may be the one who may have to make the final decision, um, it doesn't mean that you can't take contribution from everyone. Yep, so I, I appreciate sure. you saying that. And so 
what's the silver lining? So since you now said, listen, it's not my own way only, maybe it's a contribution of that way, um, but some of your failures, either this one or others, what has been the key silver lining you think, you know, that has kind of got you to where you are that you're still getting promoted? I mean, these, these things are still happening, which just means more responsibility and accountability. That's really Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which I like. I like responsibility yeah. and accountability, but, yeah. but you know, the, 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 the big lesson from the, you know, from, from shutting down ideas was to realize and not do that. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, for, for better or for worse now, uh, at Tundra here, we built a, just a, a really, really open management team. Uh, one that I think trusts each other implicitly. Brilliant. And, uh, so we all call each other out. Everyone like in meetings, sometimes even on a town hall, I'll get called out by some of our team. <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I only have myself to blame for that, but I, but I really like it. it. It means that for the most part, I think our people, uh, whether it's our management team or the rest of the company are comfortable mm -hmm. asking me hard questions, right. which is good because when they're comfortable asking hard questions, then they're comfortable presenting ideas that might be a little bit crazy and they're and they're comfortable really speaking up um, about what they really think, as opposed to just kind of bending to somebody else's will. Mm -hmm. And that, that's created a, that's created a great team, and um, and you created some great leaders. And and the whole thing about pushing people up, you know, leaders get pushed up and not out. That's that's mm -hmm. kind of what happened. And I always told my management team, I said, you know, what, you guys, if I was hit by a bus, it would be fine. And sure enough, they said, <laughs> no, 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 we need you. And sure enough, this opportunity at Wajax came up and um, and the guy that took over for me, his name is Ash. Uh, he's been yeah. at Tundra for 18 years. Uh, you know, it was seamless, seamless. Right. Like, like he got the keys and it was the transition lasted a day. And, uh, you know, he'll still call with a couple of questions every now and then just on a specific task. But uh, the actual leadership transition is, was full and complete within 24 hours. And sure enough, I didn't get hit by a bus, thankfully. But <laughs> if, if I would have, it would have been fine. Uh, so yeah. so having, having that, having that uh, next person who can take over for you, that's another big lesson is making sure that you do hire your replacement at some point because... If you don't have a replacement, you can never get promoted. Well, see, that's the other thing, and I and I don't get how some people don't see that because I'm just. And, and the other thing too is I I often speak to my clients about if the entity, the company, could speak, what would it say, right? And I know it would not be okay having the risk of not having a succession plan, right? Yeah. Because you know, heaven forbid, we we sometimes just say, what if you won the lottery versus hit upon the bus? You know, yeah. what if you won the lottery and you kind of want to step out and do other things? You know, what does that look like? And I think sometimes this is what's happening in organization is we're leaving the company at risk, right? By not having qualified people, by not mentoring them, by not training them to be at that level, right? And so, you know, what would you say is the current challenge right now for your, you know, team? And I know you're transitioning from the existing, but what maybe was a challenge that you think uh, they're experiencing right now? Or maybe you, you know at Wayjack, there's there's going to be challenges like what would you say that is um for the team at tundra uh which which is, is not me anymore but uh, i think they're i'm still involved Good with tundra and, and <laughs> right. yeah they're they're tundra is still it's still yeah. part of the wayjax right. group of companies and so I've, right. I'll, I'll be involved with tundra forever uh mm -hmm. and i'm actually right now i'm sitting in the tundra office which is where i will remain right. uh, so, I'll, so i'll be close with the people here forever but in terms of the, their actual challenge i think it's just change uh, you know they have, they have a few leadership changes that they're uh, 
that they're figuring out right now and all of them are good. And so it's not, it's not like leadership changes, like, Hey, we're laying off a third of the company. It's all good stuff. Um, but you know, there's just new people to get used to in new roles and, and that's okay. So I think that's their, um, that's their challenge. And also, uh, figuring out how to navigate within a larger company. Uh, that's a little right. bit new for some people here. Although for the most part, Wajax has really left Tundra alone and will continue to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me personally, um, you know, it's it's all brand new to me, right? So um, all the all the people that will be kind of directly reporting to me in Wajax are all new to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire company is new to me. So I have to learn everything and uh, that that's just new. Yeah. And... Uh, the, the biggest change I think for me personally will, will be stakeholders. So right. at Tundra, I had, you know, one boss, he oh, was the yeah. chairman of our company. That's who I reported to. Yeah. And that was yeah. the, the stakeholder. And now I have a, there's a chair of the board who I report to, but a whole board as well. Board. So there's nine different personalities on there that I need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a whole group of investors that I've yeah. yet to uh, the manufacturers have a little bit more power and uh, just because they're larger. So getting to know them and understanding what they want. There's analysts to deal with and banks that have strong relationships. So um, so there's just a lot more stakeholders that I need to manage, which is something I'm looking forward to learning about. But it's uh, but it's yeah, it's for sure. Uh, that's that's my next leadership challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of moving pieces on that. And I, I, I say to people all the time, everyone has someone to report to. Right. Even at the top of the top, if it's not a board, even a board, you report to the end result. Right. Because yep. then it could circle back to the client, the customer side of it. Everyone has someone. So this thing, this notion, this misconception that, you know, someone glides as a CEO. Right. It's like, oh, we're good. There's no one out. No, there is a group. Right. Uh, that comes with it. So in closing, what would be one thing I think if you had an opportunity to tell your younger self before you know he became top 40 and 40, top 50, you know, 2004 named award, <laughs> like what would you tell your younger self if you could go back and say, hey? You know, I, I think some of those lessons that we talked about earlier is the, you know, that it, it doesn't have to be your way, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and, and make sure to, to really make it about about your team and about the people around you. And it's, it's not for you, it's for them. And if you do what's right for them, what's right for you will just kind of naturally happen. I think, I think if I would have learned that even sooner, that would have been better. I'm happy that I learned it at all. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm fortunate and I feel fortunate for that, but I, I think it would be, it would be around some of that. And 10 years from now, the answer might be different. I'm sure I'll learn some more lessons over the next <laughs> decade that I'll wish I would have told myself today about. <laughs> today. I love that, Iggy. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You know, some of the things that we really chatted about, you know, that piece that really resonated with me as well is just that whole, you know, managing, you know, um, that doing effective leadership can be about leading up versus, you know, leading out, right? So there's yep. no need for that type of scarcity. Um, and knowing that it's really about how do you ensure that type of creativity is there and knowing that you know your way is not the only way we're not saying you shouldn't have a way but we're saying it's not the only way because it's really important to have that buy-in when you think about you know how you contribute on the team because you know if people are not buying in like you alluded to there may be some opportunities to rebuild trust right which sometimes uh, I think is scary is when you don't even know it's happening, right? And sometimes I think people gravitate to the squeaky wheel and you're like, yeah, at least the squeaky wheel is telling you. It's the ones who disengage and checked out that you have no idea. So yeah, um, absolutely. did I miss anything in that summary? Anything else that you no. want to add there? 
That's perfect, Success. Kyle. Thank brilliant, you. brilliant. Iggy, thank you so much for joining. And for those folks who are listening to it the first time, I hope you got something out of this. If you've not done so already, um, please share, download, subscribe. Like if you're not talking to this with your other people or leadership, what the heck are you doing? You need to be able to do that. And for those who may be struggling in their own leadership or looking for some practical solutions, you could always reach out uh, to myself. Um, in the show notes, we'll have uh, Iggy's information in there as well as mine. I'm um, looking forward to seeing you next week. Take care.